SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezo Mapete on SAFM. Chief Executive Officer, Tegano Atlantic Fellowship Health Equity, here in this country, Ms. Lebuhang Ramafogo. Good evening, Mama. How are you? I am so delighted to be with you. Tell us about the choice of this song because it really does speak to you in the conversation we had just before we went live. Well, it asks a question, and I think for me, when I reflect on my experiences, firstly, I realize that even the title that I hold of a CEO now of the Tikano Atlantic Fellows I stand on the shoulders of many. I stand on the shoulders of my own grandmothers, both maternal and paternal, who really had to work the kitchens uh, to provide for their children, leaving their children to fend for themselves. I stand on the shoulders of my own mother, who, you know, people call her Queen Diva. Um, I take my personality from her and on the shoulders of an amazing father Mm. who was a nurturer, and who really cultivated my activism. Um, And therefore, you know, this song, when I also look at some of the social problems that we have, the abuse of women and children, I really realized that we need to go back to a question of And I think for me, as I traverse the world, as I speak on different platforms, I define myself first and foremost as the girl from Manziville a small township in the west of Johannesburg called uh, Krugersdorp, where I reflect on the fact that I once was in the ghetto. And uh, it's a myriad of opportunities and enabling environment that got me to where I am. And I remember moments where I would be traveling and I would call my father, who himself, a very brilliant man, but due to the apartheid system, only went to school up to what was called uh, standard six then, where I would call him and and my father spoke as loud as as, as me. That's what I take from him. Mm. And whichever country that I would be in, he would always be at the taxi rank and he would always, when I call, he would be interpreting uh, to whoever could listen. You know, I would, uh, and, and, and it would be very funny because I would arrive, let's say, in, in, in Germany and, and, and you know these airports and how sanitized they are and I would be, Papa, Papa, I'm in Germany. And he would say, to everybody around him, Levo, where are you? Germany, you know, because he has a man who, you know, brought up this young girl to believe in herself, to speak her mind, and, um, you know, would watch until he died, this, this young, you know, this young girl of his go everywhere. And, and, and I never forget, it's, it's, it's such an important reminder for me that everything that I do, I do because I am, because they were. I, I pay homage to all the struggles, the sacrifices of even icons like Umama uh, Winnie, you know, uh, 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 and, and many others, you know, Umama Epianet Mbeki, and many others, you know, who came before us so that we are here. And I also realize just what big shoes they have left, but my responsibility as well to be here 
and make the world a better place for others. So it, it speaks a lot for me. And of course, Tandiswa has broken many, many barriers, you know, with her act, with her art and, and the way her art is a form of activism. So, yeah, it speaks to me uh-huh. in, in those ways. Let me just read this for those who are trying to understand exactly who it is to whom I'm talking. There are many inspirational South Africans, but few have made the name or the kind of records Lebuchang Ramafogo has done as a former CEO of the Soul City Institute and now the current CEO of Degano Atlantic Fellowship Health Equity in the country. Growing up in Mansuvula, she has said, west of Johannesburg, raised by a father, worked flexi hours in the taxi industry and mother whose nursing career required night shifts. In an interview she did with us a few years ago, she described her mother as a very outspoken, vocal person, a father nurturing, as she has said, respected leader and activist, qualifications from... John F. Kennedy School of Governance, University of Harvard, of course, Masters in Public Administration, Postgrad Diploma in Ethics, a BA degree in Education, University of Advertisement, internationally recognized speaker, known for her passion in gender justice specifically and social justice in general, and sought off a contributor on many platforms in this country. It is the eve of 16 days of activism and all of that boring stuff, so some say, and it's a question really of probably, Mama, and I'm asking you please just to give us a snippet as to how as a society then we can change our appreciation of the importance of activism, particularly the period of the activism. 16 days of activism. No abuse against women and children in particular but no abuse at large the message i think is somewhat fatigued in that it doesn't engage us as much as it probably should your thoughts on that well we have every right to be jaded because we have diluted a very significant period internationally where we need to reflect in fact on what we have done to stop the scourge of violence against women. And um, I guess if it wasn't of COVID, we would be eventing. We would be in another marquee, in another community with other T-shirts and caterers Mm. and VIPs coming in and talking and then going until they come back next year. But I I take a different view, um, as jaded as I am, and, and that caricature is about how jaded I am. I take the view that For every woman that speaks up, for every woman that dares to go and report a case of abuse, even when they know that the criminal justice system is going to make it so impossible for them to get a conviction, for every woman who dares to speak out against a powerful man, even when they know the comeback that they will get for just speaking out against some of our favorites, You know, for every struggle, for every community, for every small organization in some of the deep rural areas, you know, places like Pizidi Sulejang and other places that we we really don't, even they don't make it in the tourist maps. For every woman who is sitting there holding the hand of a woman and believing them and not asking them what they were wearing, it is significant mm. for us to mark this day. So it, it is for me important that we realize that this is not a sprint, but a marathon. And I guess later on, when I take over your seat, Songezo, <laughs> we will see how much of that is a sprint and not a marathon. We, and for that reason, I do believe that we need to keep on speaking about this issue. 
Johannesburg 714-2006, that's the number to dial to engage with our guest, Mele Bukhang Ramafogo, CEO at Dagano Atlantic Fellowship Health Equity. Tell us more about the work that your organization then does in the realm of social justice in the broad sense, because we're trying to now move towards the conversation you will be having with your guest. So social justice is about the fair distribution of opportunities and burdens in a society where, irrespective of where you are born, the circumstances under which you were born, whether you have or you do not, does not stop you from attaining your greatest potential. And as Tikano, we recognize that the problems that we have across the globe, but in particular in South Africa, and necessitate that we create an enabling environment so that everybody else attains their full healthy potential. So what we mean is that, you know, health is not only the absence of illness, but the total economic, social, political well-being of a people. And therefore, our fellowship, which is one of seven global fellowships, aims to identify leaders and decision makers across various parts of society who are trying to make a difference. And really, if you were to use this analogy, arms them with the necessary toolkit of skills, of relationships, of um, a, 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 a knowledge that will help them change the environment that causes us dis-ease. And dis-ease is not only about your, you know, your physical body, like right now we've got mm. COVID being sick, but it's also about access to food, it's access to water, it's safety, it's the kind of education that, 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 that you have. And that is what we call health equity. And health equity means that we should have an equitable distribution of all resources so that each and every one of us can attain a state of total holistic health. And uh, we run that fellowship because we recognize that in training leaders, these leaders will be able to work in catalytic communities with each other, with their peers in other fellowships across the globe, but also with organizations that are working in social justice broadly in this country to effect the kind of change that we want in order for us to have much more inclusive and just society generally. Uh, and globally. Intense stuff, and you are certainly going to take over, and I'm looking forward to that in just over some six minutes now. Between now and then, of course, there is still time for those of you who are listening in the homes to engage, please, with Ms. Lebohang Ramafogo, talking to us about social justice. She's a deep feminist because her background allowed her to look at a man as a nurturer and her mother to be a passionate person who is outspoken, certainly in those days not quite as prevalent as one would have hoped, as it is much now, something yet stifled. So how do we engage social justice in our communities, perhaps, is the question I'm going to ask you now, Mama, because I really am interested in trying then to piece the puzzle pieces that are not so much as coordinated as they should be. And I'm speaking from the perspective of policy. Is South Africa's policy, generally speaking, aligned to its skill base? Those who preside over institutions designed to affect policy are those skills present there? The toxic mix, perhaps, of politics and all of that might be a conversation you will have with us. Are businesses sufficiently capacitating 
the dialogue, the conversation, creating for an environment where that can take place with a kind of seamlessness that many other societies have been able to do that do that, and which is more, the role of individuals within society, civic organizations and individuals themselves, and the uptake of such social justice improving, if you will. Well, I think Sengezo, taking from our constitution to our policies in health, like Batobili, in fact, in government, I think all government uh, departments uh, basically speak about Batobili. Um, our policies have been developed with the greatest care in the world. And in fact, sometimes, you know, you've got to be in other parts of even our SADC region to just realize, and other international parts, just how far reaching some of our policies from our constitution, which is really the law of the land, are. But there are no consequences for not following even the letters of the law. Mm. You know, there are no consequences for lack of you know, providing what is everybody else's basic human right. And you are therefore then seeing a society where we are saying, where is that groundswell leadership? Where when people are in positions, they are going to do what is right. I don't know how many times, Songezo, I get called by people who are failed by the system, not because the laws are not there, and in some instances, not because the resources are not there, but there is no <clears throat> culture of accountability to apply the laws the way that they should be applied. You know, where people have to call you and you've got to escalate this case to this person and that person, where there is such dereliction of, of, mm, of, of, of duty, duty for those who are office bearers, you know? And you ask yourself, you know, can policy really change when you don't have that sense of accountability? And of course, you know, we've, we, we are speaking about, you know, should we be having CADA deployment or should we professionalize, you know, the public service? But my biggest gripe is the fact that, you know, for many people, Songezo, including me and you, mm. democracy works if our police station works. If our garbage is removed on time, if our uh, lights in the streets work, if we've got reliable public public transport, that's democracy for us. You know, is the things that make our lives on a at a very mundane level work. Now, when there is no accountability to provide even those basic basic at such a services, low level, yes. At such a low level, how are we going to even think that we can crack even some of the bigger some of the mm. bigger things. So mm. so I, I, I don't think the problem is at policy. And that is why, of course. and of course there are problems in, 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 in policy. And I'm not suggesting they are not. I mean, I live in a province, um, I've moved provinces, where when you look at, you know, that political party that says, vote for us, give us a chance because the ANC is corrupt, you do realize that the policies that they want to advance are those that will suit the middle class. You know, and, and therefore we are sitting at a point, yes, yes, there are those who say we want to come with policies that won't see race, that are non-racial, when in fact our inequity is along such racial lines. And then you can say, well, maybe there is an issue with policies. But on the main, we've got policies where people get away with not 
even implementing the most basic of policies. And that is exactly where the problem is. And you look at what happens at the Zondo Commission, where an ex-president can come in and just show the middle finger, you know, to mm. to the whole process and, 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 and the power games that are being played in there. And you say, well, the culture of accountability, you know, what would happen if we had accountability? But I also think that what would happen if we really had critical consciousness, if everybody else that does the work does it because they want to be of service, that is their activism. It is not anything but their way of activism is going to be about doing service and doing it, you know, in a just manner. Yeah. That's why you're going to be the takeover guest this evening. In fact, I've got no further questions to ask because I fear as though I might stifle you. So let's take a short head break, please. This is my guest this evening. Hashtag Tuesday Takeover. Ms. Lebohang Ramafogo, Chief Executive Officer, Degano Atlantic Fellowship Health Equity here in this country. It's a conversation on social justice. This is what Kevin is saying already because so powerful the discussion is. Good to hear the story of a strong woman, brother. Big up to you. We need people like this to help heal this nation, bro. We need to get the right people in government. Really, the, the class of Madiba, they know what they fought for. Women like this can really go into government and ish, this beautiful country will be back on track. We have such potential to be world class. Extem Sam met E. Kevin. Ons wat nou gauw pauze dan tot terug is, is het me lewogangrama fogo sier eer oor van die Tecano Atlantic Fellowship Health Institute, South Africa.